0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Coach's Corner. I have an amazing guest for you today, Jennifer Love. And yes, that's her real last name. Isn't that the best last name in the world? And you are going to love my conversation with her. We talk about creating wealth, becoming intentional, and overcoming old money stories that are not serving you. I'll fill you in a little bit more about who Jennifer is in a moment, but first, a couple quick things. The early bird discount for my spring signature retreat is up October 1st. So if you want to save $500 to come to join me and amazing other women this spring for my signature retreat, you're going to want to register before October 1st so you can save $500. You can go to christinehasler.com slash spring-retreat or email jill at christinehasler.com. I also want to take a moment to thank one of our sponsors for this week. Daily Harvest delivers perfectly proportioned cups of frozen organic fruits and vegetables directly to your door. All you have to do is add water or your favorite milk, like almond milk, that's mine, to your cup, then just blend or heat it. Daily Harvest new Savory Harvest Bowls are an amazing healthy dinner that's faster than takeout. And their new plant-based, ready-to-blend protein smoothies already have me excited about gym day's. Each of their dessert-inspired flavors packs in at least 10 grams of protein with no chalky powders. And Daily Harvest cups are portable so you can fuel up on the go. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter promo code OVERIT to get three free cups in your first box. Again, promo code OVERIT for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. So who is Jennifer Love? She is a CEO, entrepreneur, advisor, speaker, and writer. She is the CEO of One More Woman, a fast-track, high-performance educational and advisory community helping female entrepreneurs take the stress out of the money equation so they can effectively raise, make, manage, and give money. She's a nationally acclaimed mentor, international business strategist, speaker, and successful thought leader who's guided thousands of entrepreneurs to position their business for long-term sustainable growth. And she's got a super big heart and dropped so much wisdom in this episode. And there's an opportunity for you to join her and me, because I'm going to sign up as well in a new challenge she has coming up. So listen up for that as well. And now on to my talk with Jennifer Love. Jennifer, I am so thrilled to have you on Coach's Corner. Thank you so much for joining us. Love being here. Adore you. (laughs) The adoration is mutual. And that's kind of the theme is just women helping and loving and adoring other women. Shows for men too. You know, even though we're going to be talking a lot about women, we're really going to be talking about a lot, including wealth consciousness and making money and making impact. I want to start with. One more woman, tell us a little bit about what one more woman means and what the inspiration for it was.
1: For sure. So one more woman is really the foundation of me fully stepping into my life's work and purpose on this planet. and everything up until you know the day that I really opened the doors to one more woman was just what I consider boot camp training to get me to this place and stepping fully into saying yes to the possibility of, um, what the universe was asking me to do in my life and with my life. And, you know, I, it's hard to speak to one more woman without really taking the journey of how did I get there? Um, because if it's bootcamp training, well, that means there was a lot that happened (laughs) before, before that. And, you know, I, I'm certainly the trainer of CEOs, right? So I, I train CEOs to what I, I call hashtag CEO it, um, in their business. And I'm helping women specifically. I love the guys too. So if there's a guy listening, I love you too. Um, I spent the first half of my career deeply supporting men and really now my calling. And it was hard for me to actually, own that, to really fully step into doing this work with women at this stage. Um, But I said, again, stepping into that possibility of saying yes to what the universe is asking of me. So I help women entrepreneurs free themselves of the chains that hold them back from having a healthy relationship with money. And, you know, I've been the advisor um, and am the advisor and confidant to executives of Fortune 200 companies and celebrities and Um, unicorn or what I call exponential founders who have even landed deals on Shark Tank with my help. And, you know, my list of like all of my achievements and successes go on and on. By the age of 29, you know, I was the CEO of a mortgage bank managing a staff of over 100 employees. Um, And, you know, during so much of that, you know, that was all through my 20s. Um, I listened to my achievements and those achievements and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just exhausted (laughs) even, even listening to it because so much of what was going on for me under the covers behind the scenes, even though outwardly it looked like success and it looked like on some ways that it came easy, but, but Christine, it it didn't, that's not what was happening for me. You know, I was driven. I was driven by success because I was running from my past. And I know you and I share similar kind of backgrounds in this, that my, st- my money story was really about not feeling worthy enough. Um, Dad left and mom checked out and, you know, they had a big argument about finances. And I was this young girl who made it mean you know, this story of I'm not good enough. Um, and so if I can leverage my number one strength of being an achiever, which is my number one strength, then somehow maybe I can prove that I'm worth it, that I can prove that I'm valuable, that I prove that I can prove that I should be, I should be loved. Right. Until, and you know, up until the age of four, I was living literally a fairy tale life. You know, my dad was an entrepreneur big, beautiful home. I had my own suite, you know, bathroom, the whole like gorgeous, beautiful, amazing, fairy tale life. And then when dad left, we literally moved from, we lived in Oklahoma, we moved from Oklahoma to California and to, from having, you know, money to, you know, not, um, with mom. And dad not being a part of my life anymore and what I made that mean in my life, you know, going to prep school, but then coming home to the aunt house and then the rat house. Um, And it was this dichotomy of my relationship to wealth and to what money meant and how it, you know, confused me and how I had a relationship with it that was really about trying to fix what was not feeling good in my life. So I was looking outside of myself to fill myself when, you know, what was required was for me to step into, I'm enough just being me. I don't yep. really do a damn thing. Yep. Uh, right. And, and so, you know, I had all these achievements and I got to this pivotal point in my life where I literally had to say yes to me. I had to I had to actually I decided and I had to. I decided to exit um as chairwoman and CEO one of my multi-million dollar companies that I've been running and started from the ground up. And I went to the board about 9 months prior to exiting and said, "I got to go cuz I got to go take care of me and I'm I'm done sacrificing myself." for business. I'm done sacrificing myself for others. I need to go take care of myself. And that's really the precedence of when one more woman kind of came into being, you know, it was the, it was the early, early days of one more woman, but it was really how it, how it unfolded was me saying yes to me and then saying, you know what? I want others to know how to say yes to themselves, and to have a healthy relationship with money, and know how to unwind and untwist from all the meanings of things that we make, <laughs> money and and our worth mean. Um, and I'm focusing really on the financial management within your business around money. You know, what do you do with that money? How do you manage it from a strategic um, perspective? How do you you know generate? More of it. How do you um, step powerfully into rebuilding a relationship with money, um, and and what are the pillars of your leadership that are necessary in order for you to show up? You know who is who is your higher self. Who is the universe asking you to be? What do you need to shed, and and what do you need to powerfully step forward into and say yes to, in order to generate and create? this wealth in your life um, through the life design that you map out for yourself. Um, So that's really super high level. um, But tracing back, it really came from my own life experiences and what I needed to learn. um, And then taking that message out into the world to help others have more ease with it.
0: I love that. I love this. So, okay. So much of what you're saying, I know people are connecting so many dots. In terms of oh wow, like they're connecting dots to their past in terms of how that created their money story. Any practical how you did it advice for people in terms of how you really work to shift those stories and create something different for yourself, and now for so many other people as well.
1: For sure, you know one of the things, and back in the day, I had an eating disorder all through my twenties. I'll share the story because, and I'm, I'm very open about this. Because I got rid of the blame, shame, and guilt. Right? The Yay! blame, shame, and guilt is like the—it's toxic. Yeah, that it's cuts toxic. the oxygen. It's like oh, yeah, it's toxic. It's kind of like the the blame, shame, and guilt is kind of like the condo. It's like the the needles, the pipes, and the pills that keeps us, that keep us in the addictive cycle, yes. staying stuck there. Yes. You know, to it. Yes. Yes. And so when we can powerfully own, yeah, that's just part of my healing journey, and we needed to learn. It's actually quite a gift. We don't have to carry that around with us anymore, and we can speak powerfully to it and transform not only our lives, but others. So, so yes, I, you know, I, I really had to learn how to become my own best friend. And I know you had a similar journey to this. Um, and when I, when I learned how to become my own best friend by this pivotal, this pivotal moment that I'll never forget where I was in the bathroom and I'm, you know, had just binged and purged and I was screaming at myself and my, I was being so cruel so, you know, I'm, I'm there and I'm hearing my higher self ask me this question. And my response was, you know, to the question of well, how, would I be this cruel to my best friend? And I said, no. And then my higher self asked me, well, what would you be doing? And I, I found myself saying, well, I'd be holding her hair. I'd be rubbing her back. I'd be loving on her, telling her we're going to get her help and that tomorrow's going to be a better day and that she just doesn't have the tools right now to deal. And so I I went from that pivotal moment where I changed the conversation and dialogue Mm -hmm. in my head. Mm -hmm. Right. And our brains are interesting. So getting into a little neuroscience and I have seven years of behavioral psychology training. So, you know, if anyone knows what it's like to train a puppy, there are two really important things in order to train a puppy. And I'll, I'll relate this back to the brain in just a moment. Those two important things, you know, whether it's You want to take it outside and have it go outside and go potty or maybe in a specific area of, you know, the backyard, let's say there are two main things you have to know. One, you've got to know what you want to train the puppy to do. If you don't know what you want to train the puppy to do, it's not going to do anything. It's just going to do whatever it wants. Right. And the second thing is to have consistency and discipline enough to continue to to train it over and over and over again. And then what begins to happen is that puppy begins to stop and tell you, hey, I got to go outside and I go potty. You don't have to tell it anymore. It'll tell you, right? And then it's going into that specific area of the backyard. Well, our brains are just like training a puppy. We have to choose intentionally the belief, the thoughts, the values that, that we want and then we have to tell the brain that over and over and over and over, it, whether it's a thousand times <laughs> a day, hundreds of thousands, we're going to keep choosing consistently that thought. And before we know it, just like the puppy, the brain starts to tell us what we believe. And, and then our body responds accordingly, just like, so I'll grab i listen to an example. And I'll come back. I'm sure Christine and everyone that's listening, you've had an, an experience in your life. Where you were so emotionally moved, maybe it's a piece of music or a baby or the Grand Canyon and like all the hairs on your arms mm-hmm. raised up. Sure. How to experience that. Yeah. Now, did you look down the hair on your arms and say, Hairs, I want you to raise? <laughs> no. Oh, right? No, of course not. Because what's happening is based on how you're valuing. What you're believing about that experience, you are making it really important that there's an emotional charge, whether it's positive or negative for you, and so because of that belief that you have in your brain, your body is responding appropriately. Your brain is literally controlling your brain is like the computer that's controlling your body, which is the machine that creates the life outcome that you have and so <laughs> and so you know. What we actually choose in our brains matters and literally creates our reality. So what I had to do back then was I had to choose new talk. I had to choose a new conversation for myself. I had to begin to get into dialogue with myself about what's really true for me, what's what's actually happening. I was so numbed out, so out of touch with myself and what was true for me that I had to literally start with the basics. The basic was I don't really know why I'm feeling. I don't really even know why I'm doing this anymore. So I had to stop and listen and ask,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what, what am I feeling? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? And then and then, you know, it took some time. It didn't happen overnight. It took some time. And I kept, but I kept, I was consistent. I kept asking, why, why, what's happening? And and then I was like, oh, I'm lonely. Oh, I feel abandoned. Oh, like all these things started coming up that I had never dealt with in my younger years, Mm -hmm. right? So I got in touch with my emotions and I began to allow myself to really deeply feel rather than trying to push the pain away. I welcomed it. And I said, what do you want me to know? What do you want me to know? And you're welcome here. And thank you for trying to protect me. Now we're going to go get some new tools, (laughs) <laughs> right. So that was that. That was one main pivotal point in my life in my career that changed not only my personal life, but it changed and set me up for success in my business life. Because I began to ask myself, what is it that I really want in my business life? What do I really want in business? What do I, how do I really want to show up and serve others and why? And that was how I was powerfully able to even step into my life's working so now I'm here with one woman.
0: I love this. I love this. And you know, I love the puppy analogy because I think a lot of times as women, we think once we get a concept, we're supposed to be able to switch it overnight. Like we get the concept, yeah. Oh wow, I need to change my self-talk. I need to be a better friend of myself. But then five minutes later, we're criticizing ourselves again. And then we're criticizing ourselves for criticizing ourselves. And it's just a vicious cycle. And we need to remember that you don't, potty train a puppy overnight. It takes time. It's, it's brutal at times, but it, it happens with consistency. And that's a huge thing. And that's what I'm really hearing in your story is it didn't change overnight, but you were consistent. You were, you were invested in it. And I think that parallels to making money too. I think that a lot of times we want that to switch, but it's, it's the consistency and the, the practices. So I'd love some to shift gears to some practical strategies for women who want to increase their worth. I mean, if you go to onemorewoman.com, it says it's time to own and earn your worth. Join us and together we will uplift women entrepreneurs, scale your business beyond a million and revolutionize the way business is done. But I know that what you're going to say doesn't just apply to female entrepreneurs. This just applies Mm -hmm. to, to anyone who really wants to increase wealth, but that's also going to increase self-worth. In fact, it's the self-worth that increases the wealth, but I'd love tied
1: together.
0: They're directly tied. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. But I do know, you know, for me, when I got the self-worth in place, I had to go and learn about money too. It wasn't just like self-worth happened and then boom, million dollars showed up. It was, it was a dance of the two. So could we shift into some of those kind of practical wealth building strategies that you wish more women knew and applied?
1: Yeah, for sure. So the first thing, and and one of the most common things, so I'm a researcher and I'm a learner and I love to, I love to aggregate data and and analyze it. And I've had hundreds of conversations with entrepreneurs the last many years. And in looking at all that information, what I know to be true is that entrepreneurs are avoiders. We say we want more money and yet we're doing all kinds of things to avoid it. (laughs) (laughs) whether that's, um, not invoicing in a timely manner or even, um, starting work, you know, and not having a contract signed or money already in the door. Uh, I have an example of one of our members who coming in, she had signed her, her first six figure deal and she was super excited about it, but she hadn't sent the invoice. And she's so she's on the call and she's telling us this. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, send the invoice. What's the problem? And she's like, well, I haven't sent it for three months. So she had gotten the yes, but she literally had delayed three months to send it in. When we got to the root of it, what was really happening was this was more money than she had ever brought in one deal. And somehow she believed that she didn't deserve it. So I think really when we're talking about strategies. One of the first and most important things to do is to take a really deep dive into your money blueprint and understand what's happening for you. How is your programming and the things that are running you that you may be not even conscious of, it may be unconscious right now, but doing a deep dive into your specific programming and what's happening around that is mission critical, because without doing that, anything else doesn't matter, because you'll sabotage it. She brought the money in, but she was sabotaging it, right? So of course, I helped her work through that, and she got the money in the door, and she was super excited, and like on to make her next six-figure deal. So the, the next thing that I think is really important is becoming really conscious, you know, that wealth consciousness, becoming uh, Becoming clear about how your relationship with money is showing up in your daily habits, in your emotional state daily, your decision-making, and understanding and getting into your finances, like the budget, into you know the spending behaviors, which requires you to really look at your numbers. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? I have a whole, a whole process and a challenge coming up where we take you through you know, looking at your numbers for an entire week, business and personal. And then looking at how your money store is in your, you know, p- programming is really tied directly into how you're spending money, how that is affecting that. So those two things are directly re- related. And from that place, then it's like, okay, I can start to to take steps into designing the business, the life that I really want powerfully and pricing it accordingly. Now, here's something that a lot of people don't talk a lot about, or I don't think talk enough about Christine. And that is that our businesses and the way that we generate money, it doesn't have to be this way, but I think for us mission driven, heart centered entrepreneurs, it's mission critical. And that is to allow our purpose and mission to be the decision making filter for everything that we do. And so I'll, I'll ground this into an example um, for those that are listening. So, so, one more woman, my mission is to help millions of women entrepreneurs generate a million in revenue or more every single year in her business, and to do that with high profits and to do that in alignment with her soul's purpose or her business is designed around her life. So, she's not a slave to her business. Um, so, I know that in order to reach millions, that even tells me how I going to design our our product and service offering, right? I'm not going to reach millions by doing one-on-one coaching, right? So so the way in which I I design out our revenue model is based on looking at our mission of reaching millions. So I'm, I'm reverse engineering backwards Oh, gosh, well, our programs have to reach millions. Speaking from stages is going to be important. Working with communities, you know, big strategic partners, government, all that's going to be really important. So I design and create action from that place. I also use it as a decision, like our mission and vision as a decision making filter for how we have conversations with strategic partners. So we were sponsored by QuickBooks, our first year in business for a Mm. six-figure deal. Amazing. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And, and not, and not typical. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, they wanted to negotiate with me, of course. And so I, I said, okay, well, what they came in wanting to do was to do a test for the first three months and then see how it went from there. And I understood that. And I probably would have asked for the same, except that I knew That if I did that, I was going to be affecting not only my team, but also I was going to be deeply affecting potentially our members. And one of our values at One More Woman is hashtag we have your back. And so I had to make the hard decision to say, I'm not willing to not have not only my team's back, but our members back by deeply interrupting their work with, with QuickBooks and um, how the sponsorship would flow through our programming and be confusing for them because we have a year-long program in our money masters course. And I said, so I went back to them, I said, Look, I'm sorry. I can't do this. And here's the reason why. And I was really clear about why. And I took the time, you know, I took so, a couple of days to really re- reflect on it. I I reached out to advisors for the support that I needed to t- talk it through. And I went back to them with this conversation saying, I'm sorry we can't do this. And I was willing to walk, walk away yeah. from that deal. That's that's huge. And that's huge. <laughs> They're willing, willing to walk, walk away. away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they and they came back and they were like, oh, no problem. We we get it. Why can we just break this into quarterly payments? And I said, Yeah, of course, no problem. Right. So it's using your your mission, your values, your deep purpose and being deeply connected with that to reverse engineer out products. Revenue um, offerings that you even have, but also the decisions that you make that affect those things, your mm-hmm. values, your purpose, your team, how you're showing up, the life that you want, all of it. Right. So I could keep going, but those are a couple of really specific things um, to start with.
0: I love that. I love that. And in terms of what are some of your favorite resources, books, whatever you want to call them, for women who are looking to increase their financial IQ or really shift their energy around money, are there any of your your top favorites that you go to?
1: You know, I really love um, Thinking Grow Rich" as one of the you know one of the really great kind of classic books uh, to go to. It can be. You know, I don't agree with all of the principles, but I love it as a way to deeply connect. I also really love and I know you love this book, um, The Abundance Book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's another really good 40 days connection with rituals. And I know you're all about rituals. Um, And rituals are important and we can't underestimate them. Setting ourselves up for success with rituals. To me, rituals are discipline and discipline creates freedom. Um, So those are a couple of like really good, yummy, juicy books. Um, I'd invite anyone to come over and join our challenge. Our challenge walks you through a couple of these um, strategies that we are just talking about. Uh, and then, you know, I'll leave you with one that that's an interesting perspective as well. You know, when you sit down to pay your bills, oftentimes the relationship that we have with paying bills feels like, oh, I don't want to pay that bill. Oh, like we might even avoid it. We don't feel good about it. We bring like, I have to do this kind of energy to bill payment. And really what if you felt really, what if you sat down, it was like a celebration. You felt really good about paying your bills because what you got for those, the value that you received for the exchange of what you're now paying for or about to pay for, you know, or about to receive is beautiful and wonderful in the development of you, which requires you to make solid yummy, juicy, nourishing, soul nourishing decisions on how you're spending your money and investing in it. So if you sit down with the perspective of celebration, mm-hmm. it actually helps to shift how you're investing your money. Yes.
0: And, and let's talk about the investing for a moment, because one of the most common objections we hear when a woman wants to coach with me or come on a retreat is I can't afford it. What do you think yeah. we are really saying? When we're saying I can't afford it and how do we shift that?
1: Yeah, we're saying I'm not good enough or I don't feel, there's just that negative energy of (laughs) I can't, I'm not good enough, I don't deserve this in some way, shape or form coming through. Mm -hmm. If that Mm -hmm. is really what you want, there's always a way to figure it out. And I really believe that. Right. So stepping into the place of possibility, like someone saying, I can't afford to go to Christine's retreat. How about you say, what is the, po- ask the question, what is the possibility? How can I go to Christine's retreat? Right. What can I do to make that happen? Maybe it's sending an email say, Hey, Christine, do you have a payment plan where I can make this happen? Or, you know, what kind of, what kind of, um, sponsorship or what kind of offering can I put out to make this happen or how can I manifest this in right now because I know that going to Christine's retreat is going to help deeply nourish me and help me grow and so this possibility feels important and I know I can figure this out coming from the I can place of possibility rather than the I can't that energy attracts what you're saying, Mm -hmm. right. We're attracting what we're saying. If you're saying you can't, you're right. If you're saying you can, you're also right.
0: Yeah. And that's where the creative opportunities come in. Like I share a story a lot about how, when I wanted to go on my first retreat, I just told my friends and family, please don't get me gifts for years, like Christmas or birthday or anything. I want to go to this retreat. I put up like, I don't think GoFundMe was even around or anything. I don't even know how I did it, but I put like PayPal or something and like yeah. it added up hundred dollars here, $100, you know, like, and all of a sudden the retreat was paid for. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know? And, and so that's the other thing is that, um, I think when we're saying I can't afford it, we're also saying I'm not willing to do what it may take to, to get this. So I, I just, yes. I would love for women to stop saying that, <laughs> to just stop saying it with anything. Like yes. even with a private chat, I don't want to say I can't afford it. The truth is, do I have money to buy a private jet right now in my bank account? No, no. But as soon as I say I can't, I stop all possibility from coming my way. So there's a way, how do you balance, and this this will be one of my final questions, how do you balance being mindful with, I don't like to say frugal or any of those things, but mindful and healthy in our spending with just coming from the place of possibility and abundance?
1: Yeah. So I, again, I go back to, and I'm constantly doing this. I'm going back to, you know, our values and our mission, you know, so what is most important right now for me to invest not only my money, but also my time on. And then I put all of my money and my energy into that, into that investment. And I figure out how to make that happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting really specific because I'm getting really clear because I'm using our mission and values to, as a decision-making filter.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then, and then if I don't have the money at that moment, that's okay, right? I'm looking that, I'm looking at that as an investment. I'm saying, okay, I know this is really important to the growth or development of myself or of the business. And so how, again, asking the question, how can I make this happen? What do we need to do in order to make this happen? And who do I need to be in this process in order to attract this in? Um, And then here's a big one, asking for help, going and asking for help from community, from advisors, from your, you know, from uh, even from your customers, from your clients is a big one people are people want to help those who come from a really true authentic place within themselves and and it's coming from that beautiful juicy nourishing want to support in yourself or others right when we're doing that people want to help us and so asking for help becomes a really important part of this equation too um so when i'm sitting down you know i'm I'm sitting down and I'm mapping out 90 days, right? I have an idea of what I want to look at for the year, but I'm really looking at the next 90 days and what do I need? What does my team need? What does the business need? What do our members need? And what do I need to do? Who do I need to be? What do I need to shed in order for that to come to fruition? What money do I need to invest and how do we get that? Um, I'm, I'm not living in the, 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 the world or zone of I can't or I won't or it's not possible because you're right. It shuts off. It shuts off. It shuts off that manifesting beautiful receiving abundance coming in the door. That's always available to us. It puts you straight into scarcity mode.
0: Yep. Yep. And the longer you're in scarcity mode, the harder it is to get out of it. So this is everyone's invitation (laughs) listening right now. Time to get out of that mode and, and a great action step would be to connect with you and to get involved with one more woman. So tell people how they can do that.
1: Yeah. So head over to onemorewoman.com and join our, our list there. We've got all, we've got a juicy challenge coming up for a week and I would love, love, love for you to come and join us for that because I'm going to walk you through step-by-step the things that you need to do to revisit the programming and to powerfully set yourself up to what I call allow the money in. Mm-hmm. And, and then, you know, we're over on um, Instagram as well. We love Instagram We're one more woman on Instagram, come play with us there, hang out. <laughs> and, um, you know, and if someone wants to reach out with a little more detail or they have any questions, they can email us at got your back at one more woman And my, I have an amazing team. We'll reach out and support you however we can
0: best. But that's the best email address. You have the best email address and the best name like, ever. Got your back and <laughs> your email address and love and your last name. I mean, and th- Jennifer, I just really want to acknowledge you because for so many reasons, just the, the shifts that you've made in your own life. I know it It wasn't easy you know, to get to where you are now. A lot of times people can listen to someone on an interview and be like, oh, well, she, she knows so much and she's got it together. But I love hearing your backstory because I think a lot of people can, and not I not think, I know so many people will relate to that. So thank you for everything that you have chosen to do to get to where you are and for paying it forward, metaphorically mm-hmm. and literally. And coming from such a place of abundance and such a place of love. And thank you for helping us really clear up the separation between love and money. And there's Mm -hmm. no mistake that your last name is love. Because for so long, (laughs) for so long, especially for women, I feel like there's been a separation between the two. And money is part of how we love and how we serve and how we make impact and how we thrive. So thank you for giving us permission to really stand in and own and earn our worth. I really deeply acknowledge you for that.
1: Thank you. I received that. And I mean, it's mutual lady love the work that you're doing for those who are listening and, and bringing all the amazing people in for them to listen to is, it's beautiful. So thank you for having me.
0: Truly a joy, truly a joy. So everybody go head over to one more woman.com. I'm going to sign up for that challenge. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. When does it begin? I want to make sure that this airs before it begins.
1: It is beginning in
0: two weeks. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great. So as you're listening to this, everybody, this will be like a week before it begins if you're listening live. So make sure you go to one more woman.com and sign up. I'm going to sign up as well. And thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us.
1: You're welcome. I'll talk to you soon.
0: Hey, everybody. Before I sign off, a quick question for all the hardworking entrepreneurs putting in all the hours. Has dealing with your day-to-day paperwork ever brought feelings that resemble anything close to joy, satisfaction, or ease? Probably not. So if you're ready for that to change, our friends at FreshBooks are inviting you to try their ridiculously easy cloud accounting software that's a total joy to use. And yes, I just use the words easy joy and accounting in the same sentence. So using FreshBooks, it literally takes 30 seconds to create and send a polished professional looking invoice. You can link your FreshBooks account to your credit and debit card. So next time you expense that business lunch or tank of gas, it'll show up automatically in your FreshBooks account. With two clicks, FreshBooks can set you up to receive payments online, which can seriously improve how quickly you get paid. To see all the ways FreshBooks can bring the joy into accounting by changing the way you feel about your paperwork, they're offering my listeners a unrestricted 30-day free trial. To claim it, go to freshbooks.com slash Christine and enter over it and on with it in the how did you hear about us section. All right, everybody, that's the show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and many blessings.